0: This episode of the Columbia Basin Herald's Studio Basin Podcast is brought to you by the Moses Lake Chamber of Commerce. The chamber works to help businesses in and around Moses Lake flourish through networking opportunities, member-to-member savings for products and services, and connecting businesses with the resources they need to make Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. For more information, visit MosesLake.com or call the chamber at 509-765-7888. Again, that's 509 509- seven six five seven eight 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 well hello there i am columbia basin herald senior reporter charles featherstone and i am here with senior reporter cheryl schweitzer and our sports correspondent ian Bavona, and we're here to yak at you a little bit um this week we're gonna hopefully keep this to a short podcast um, we have been working on crime stories. It has been a crime-filled week here at the Columbia Basin Herald, in part because we are wrapping up our Year in Review uh, feature for the um, upcoming, an upcoming issue. And um, just reviewing a couple of the bigger um, crimes here in Moses Lake. We had um, the, the murder of Yanira Cedillo. And then we had the, the murder of Teresa Bergstrom, Bergman.
1: Yes, in 2022. In both 2022.
0: of those cases. Both of those cases in 2022. Charles Bergman is uh, currently in the Lincoln County Jail. Um, he's being held without bail, being having been charged with first-degree murder and his trial is set, I believe, for the 17th of May. Um, and then Mr. Juan Gastelum, um, who was arrested in, in connection with the death of his former girlfriend um, Um, Yanira Cedillo is currently in the Grand County Jail and he has been charged with second-degree murder and his trial so far is set to to start on the 10th of May, so it will be a busy middle of May um, as far as trials are concerned, unless pleas happen between here and there. Um, just been going over these things. What I find interesting in this particular, in the instance of both of those, I don't want to talk about any details in regards to the, to, to it. I have obtained the arrest warrants for both, and it's interesting how important cell phone data has been in tracking people's whereabouts and attempting to find out where people are. Um, I just find that absolutely fascinating. In fact, in the Cedillo case, um, the uh, MLPD brought in an FBI, um, person to help them extract and, and get phone data. So, And you've been tracing...
1: Yes, the, <clears throat> the Othello Police Department uh, Thursday night arrested a 17-year-old Othello boy in connection with a murder that occurred last October, um, October 6th, where a 16-year-old Quincy girl was killed in Othello. Um, the Name of the suspect is in the statement of probable cause. however, the Columbia Basin Herald generally does not release the names of juveniles, mm-hmm. so neither we're not going to identify either the victim or the mm-hmm. suspect. Um, again, what seems to have um, played a big role in these in this case is cell phone information, um, not just tracking data but other things. Um, he he's been I don't think that this guy's been this we're recording this on Friday he was arrested Thursday night um I think he's made an initial court a court parents a court appearance but I don't think he's been arraigned um, that will come he is um, he's been arrested on suspicion of second degree murder second degree attempted murder first degree assault with a firearm and a drive-by shooting um, the case appears to be connected to gang activity and Gang back and forthness, and that's not all the crime news we had this week. <laughs> um, the Moses Lake Police Department did not one but two fentanyl busts. That's right.
0: Yeah, we had we had a two fentanyl. Well, there was the one fentanyl bust, and then there were the two attempted catalytic converter thefts okay. that got foiled, <laughs> um, which is interesting. Apparently, the MLPD has stepped up its patrols to attempt to prevent catalytic converter thefts. This is a big deal. Um, as as Chief year told me, people steal these things and sell them. There's a little bit of precious metal in a catalytic converter, just enough so that you can get some money for it. And um, people steal them and sell them and then buy drugs with them. So they are feeding drug habits and making cars not drivable as a result of it. So they uh, good kudos to the MLPD for the work that they are doing in this, uh, keep it up. Um, and then the big drug bust, uh, the, the apparently it's been 10,000 tabs. This, this particular one was 3,000 tabs, basically half a pound of Kay. fentanyl tablets. And a, and
1: a tab is a tablet or a tab? Yeah, a is tablet, a, okay. a
0: tablet. So, um, and then another, I think, four ounces of powdered. Um, or, or it might have been another half pound of, of, of um, fentanyl powder used to make more. So the MLPD's been busy, been busy.
1: Not everything is crime-related re- crime this week, however. We did have the Samaritan Healthcare care officials um, publicize some of their, thi- their plans for the new hospital the proposed new hospital, Wednesday night at an open house at Moses Lake City Hall to kind of get um, some feedback or questions from the community, and I think probably if you have questions on this project and you couldn't make it to the forum or you don't think they've been answered yet, um, I think Samaritan officials would be glad to hear from you and certainly be glad to... um, answer them, answer the questions as best they can. Um, The current state of the hospital is there's the possibility of a construction bond, although no decisions have been made yet. We can expect a decision probably somewhere before the end of February. But they brought out the, the models and showed people what the design would look like if people remember the hospital project was close to being advertised for a bid for construction firms when the COVID-19 pandemic rudely shut it down. And since then, finances have changed, costs have changed, everybody who buys eggs knows that, <laughs> and not just eggs, a lot of other things. <laughs> so um, they've had to rethink some of the financing, and that's what's going on now.
0: Well, and that may be why they've scheduled um, a, uh, a presentation to the uh, Port Commission that oversees the Port of Warden, too. So that will be happening at the uh, Port Commission of Warden's next meeting. Mm-hmm. So. so, Shall we move on to sports? Something that's a little me. more edifying. A little lighter. Yes, yeah. Yeah. lighter.
1: <laughs> edifying. A little more well, edifying.
0: The next segment of the Studio Basin podcast is brought to you by the readers of the Columbia Basin Herald. The paper serves the entirety of Grant and Adams Counties in Central and Eastern Washington, which has strong traditions in agriculture, industry, and taking care of one another. The Columbia Basin Herald is grateful to our readers for their support and to our advertisers who support our efforts to keep the communities we serve informed.
2: All right, Ian. All righty. So we got a pretty good local slate that uh, happened in the last week, but we'll get started with uh, Wall Luke and Royal Basketball last Friday. Wall Luke secured a... 20-point win on the road against Royal, their rivals. uh, 63-43 in favor of the Warriors. Uh, Waluk Sr. Orlando Nunez, he had a huge game. Uh, He scored 26 points in the win, 17 of which came in the first half. Uh, He was just having success all day, really driving into the paint and uh, getting those those hard-earned layups against the Royal defense. Uh, Their head coach, Clayton Buck, said he's just a big dog after the game. Uh, kind of crediting his physicality and stuff, attacking the rim. So that was funny. It was nice to hear uh, his head coach kind of compliment him like that. Uh, Walu kind of turned it around after a bit of a slow start to the year, um, and they're playing really well right now. So if you get to a game, make sure you check them out. They're pretty good. Um, and then going, moving into this week, uh, I was at the Othello and Moses Lake duel in wrestling uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Othello had four, they, uh, they won 44-24 over the Mavericks. They had five matches uh, win by pin or a major decision over Moses Lake. And I was talking to both the Moses Lake head coach and the Othello head coach, and they both kind of know that just how much Moses Lake has improved throughout the course of the season. Uh, their head coach, uh, Othello head coach Rudy Ochoa second said that uh, they've really just kind of improved a lot since they saw him at that last jamboree back in the start of the year. And Moses Lake head coach Jose Tanguma said just kind of how much they've improved, even throughout the course of the, just like throughout the dual matches. Like even just on that one night, they were kind of seeing uh, the match a little better and kind of pushing it to those third rounds. Um, and then on Thursday, Moses Lake and Othello, they didn't wrestle against each other. They both had individual duels. Moses Lake took down Davis 42-33, to and Othello won 69-9 over Prosser. Both teams are going to be at the Rumble in the Valley Tournament at Prosser this weekend. So we'll see how they play. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. And then moving on to Warden Girls Basketball. We had two Warden Basketball, story, or one in the paper, and then one will be in the paper on Monday. But uh, they're 11-4 and four right now after a 5-4 and four start to the year. Uh, I was talking with their head coach. That's impressive. Yeah, I was talking with their head coach, Josh Madsen. He said that they it was by design to schedule a really tough uh, opening Schedule to kind of get everyone in the groove because they had a lot of seniors graduate from last year, from that state championship winning team. Um, they have a lot of players stepping into new roles this year. And everyone's just been kind of finding their role where they fit along in the team. Uh, last night they defeated Walla Walla Valley Academy, 64 to 23 on their home floor. Ooh. Yeah, for their uh, for their sixth straight win, and they're really kind of getting clicking at the right time. Especially if they only have four games left on the regular season schedule mm-hmm. before district tournaments and regional tournaments and uh, state tournaments kind of get going. I know they want to make it back to state obviously defend that 2022 title. Um, But yeah last night they they brought back their press out of uh, storage I guess. Um, They kind of, when you're in the regular season you kind of don't focus on something that you're going to want to do for state and uh, postseason tournaments so once you kind of get in the final stretch of the regular season you're going to bring some of those things out, start working on them again uh, Madsen said it was a bit rusty during the game but I mean <laughs> it was enough to get about a 40 point win so I can't complain too much
0: uh, would would like to be that kind of rusty sometimes yeah <laughs> exactly
2: um, and then looking forward to uh, this weekend Othello Girls Wrestling is hosting their home tournament the Lady Husky Invites they're bringing in about 70 teams and nearly 600 people to Othello for the tournament it's gonna be, yeah it's going to be teams from All over Washington, the west side, the east side, and then down in Oregon and over in Idaho. Uh, So there's going to be a lot of teams in Othello this weekend. Uh, Their head coach, Rafael Ruiz, was saying just how much girls wrestling is growing here in the Pacific Northwest. Last year at the Othello Lady Husky invite, there's only about 300 people. So they're doubling that for this year. That's really impressive. Uh, So there's going to be some great competition there. Ruiz was saying how this is kind of one of the last tournaments before uh, postseason matches begin. Um, So it's going to be kind of matching up. There's going to be wrestlers who are wrestling people they might see in regional competitions and then at state competitions. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And then speaking of girls wrestling, Moses Lake locked up the league title with their win over Davis last night. So congrats to them. Um, They're progressing really well throughout the season. Um, They're As similar to what Ruiz was saying about the Othello girls wrestling team, Moses Lake's also getting a larger number of signups in girls wrestling this year. Mm -hmm. So their head coach, David Parlez, was saying how uh, it's just kind of great to see how much the sport is growing and how the girls have progressed over the year. So congrats to them. Um, Absolutely. That's pretty much what I got for sports. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out some things over the weekend. Uh, I know I'm going to Moses Lake basketball tonight and the Quincy boys wrestling tournament tomorrow. So it'll be a lot of fun.
1: Okay, And we should note that the Lady Husky invite starts Friday night. Yes. So if you can't get there Saturday, you can go Friday night and see some pretty good matches. Absolutely. All right.
0: Well, the Studio Basin Podcast is produced by the Columbia Basin Herald, a local newspaper serving Grant and Adams counties in Washington State. Our publisher, publisher is Clint Schroeder, and our regional general manager is Bob Richardson. Our managing editor is Rob Miller, and our reporting staff consists of senior reporter Charles Featherstone, senior reporter Cheryl Schweitzer, staff writer and paginator Joel Martin, staff writer Rebecca Pettingill, and sports reporter Ian Bavona. The Columbia Basin Herald is published five days a week in print and online. The paper's website is www.columbiabasinherald.com. To provide feedback on the paper or the podcast, please email us at editor at columbiabasinherald.com. For everybody at the Columbia Basin Herald, this is senior reporter Charles Featherstone. Thank you very, very much for listening.